Welcome again to another episode of Insights with Experts. Today, we are very lucky to have with us Ms. Dia. Ms. Dia is an explorer and mountaineer. She has submitted Mount Everest, Mount Kilimanjaro, amongst others. She has additionally also skied across the Greenland ice cap. How are you today, Ms. Dia? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, today, we are joined with our guest student, Rex. Rex is currently studying nursing, but he has an interest in the outdoors and in hiking. And so we hope he learns a lot from today's interview. Uh, Ms. Dia, we're going to start with the first question. What inspired you to pursue exploration and adventure? And from these experiences, what were some of the lessons that you've gained? So adventure in the outdoors has always been a very big part of my life. I grew up in a very non-traditional family. So my parents actually started this adventure tourism company before I was even born. I jokingly say that, you know, it was their first kid. Um, and my dad is um, an explorer and he was the first Indian to ski to the North and the South Pole. And I kind of grew up hearing a lot about his adventures, adventure, you know, all our family holidays would basically be trekking somewhere, skiing somewhere, kayaking somewhere. And, and that was just our normal. Um, and so I guess it's always been a part of my life. And sort of as I started growing older, I realized that this is something I absolutely love doing and I wanted to pursue it more seriously. And so, you know, during my summer holidays, I would go out for mountaineering courses and, and it slowly just leveled up to, to what it became now. Um, in terms of lessons, I think I've definitely learned a lot from the outdoors. It's, it's, um, it's a magnificent way, I think, to just really develop a lot of things like leadership and, and uh, it also can make you very, very resilient. And I think um, what I've learned is, number one, you always have to be prepared. So there's no substitute for proper preparation, especially when it comes to some of the extreme mountaineering expeditions. You have to be sort of uh, ready for everything that, that, that can be thrown at you on the expedition. So when it comes to gear, when it comes to physical fitness and mental fitness, there's no substitute for preparation. Um, I think it's also extremely important to always have a very, very positive outlook. Um, you know, there are times on the mountain where things get really tough. It goes down to like minus 40 degrees Celsius. The wind speeds are so high, it feels like you're going to be blown off the face of the earth. And in times like that, it's very easy to start thinking like, why am I doing this? Why am I here on purpose? Um, but it's also in situations like that where you realize the minute you start thinking like that, you sort of go down this like path of negativity and that can stop you from you know, achieving your goal or getting to the summit. So it's super, super important to stay positive. And um, I think the final thing that, that I've always felt is really, really important is to have a very strong support system and to really appreciate and take care of that support system. Um, so whether it is the people around you on the climb itself, so your expedition team members to always be extremely positive and, and good to them, but also to the people who are supporting you back home. You know, I think um, there were so many people who were so positive and, and had so much like good vibes, love and energy that, you know, before, before major expeditions, friends, family, my mom, my sister, um, and, and really sort of appreciating and understanding how vital they are. And I, and I totally think it's relevant, not only today during this pandemic, uh, but also in life, I think, when it comes to resilience, having a positive attitude and really taking um, 
taking sort of care of that support system is is very very important yeah um of course and i mean i i just like the whole fact that you're actually able to learn a lot from these experiences and these are normal experiences that you'd see every day in your, in, in your life and i think you know when we when we talk about the youth as a whole it's often known that we learn the most out of out of an experience when it pushes us out of our i guess safe zone right and i think that leads into our next question which which is essentially do you think and how do you think maybe the youth can immerse themselves in more of these scenarios where they're pushed out of their safe zones and do you potentially think that this is something that we can still do even with the current covid situation that we're currently facing now um definitely okay cool so i think i'm gonna address the first question first. Uh, I'm sorry, the second question first. Um, I think that being outdoors is one of the most safe ways to actually um, hang out with other people and, and um, you know, spend sort of time away from your screens and, uh, you know, just get out there. So you're much better off like going out on a hike with someone than you are, say, going to a restaurant. So even, yes, with this current pandemic, if, if you're going and and if it's a more extreme adventure, if you're going with a provider that's taken all of the, um, you know, appropriate precautions and that they're being safe and they're ensuring that, you know, they're not, um, they're not putting you at like in risky situations. I think, I think it's totally something that can be done during the pandemic as well. Um, I totally, totally think that students do need to spend more time outdoors and, you know, spend more time challenging themselves. And because I started doing this at a very young age, I think, you know, there are two or three things that, that I think it really gave me. Um, number one, just being, um, you know, I know everyone is always talking about screen time, but I think being in the outdoors, when it when you're away from the screen and you're actually spending time with people because you can't, you know, physically be on your phone and be out on a hike or be kayaking while you're on your phone, um, you're actually forced to talk to each other. And I think, you know, those conversations that you have and the connections that you make, they're so meaningful. Um, you, you definitely develop strong bonds and strong friendships um, just by virtue of being outdoors. And it, you know, I've been on expeditions where people don't even sometimes speak the same language as me. There could be complete, there could be like a 25 year age gap, or they could be from different countries, completely different mindsets. But you realize when you're out there and you're doing this, you know, outdoors thing together and you're facing these difficult situations, the type of connections and bonds you make, you, you realize it doesn't matter where a person's from, what language they speak. Um, at, at the end of the day, there's this commonality that, that attaches us all. And I think it's so important today because people are, are really focusing on trying to differentiate people. And I think when you go outdoors um, with other humans, you realize that at the end of the day, there's this essential humanity that connects us all. And, and at the end of the day, it's so important to focus on that, um, to, to just do well in life, I think, just to find commonalities with other people and, and move forward like that has, has been, I think, an important learning. And I think that is um, an even, even stronger lesson than, than, you know, facing these hard situations and then learning to overcome it. I think um, learning to connect with other humans is, is one of the most important life skills that the outdoors has taught me. Yeah, I think I would really agree. And I think that's an actually a really elegant way of, of putting that point. Um, and I think it's great to highlight something that uh, recently I would agree with, you know, some of what you said about how 
uh, at times we sort of neglect that. Um, on a slightly different note though, you know, obviously you, you've been through a lot of experiences and, and so you have put those experiences through a lot of platforms to, to sort of spread um, what you can. Uh, and, you know, platforms and mediums such as public speaking and whatnot. And so I was wondering, right, if you could narrow down, what are some of the most significant messages that you've consistently brought through um, and like put through in your uh, sharing with everyone else? Um, so I think the most, the most um, meaningful message for me personally has been um, talking about the role of women in, in India and, and how families are super important in supporting or, you know, I think, unfortunately in India, um, girls aren't given the same opportunities as boys in a lot of families. And I've always felt very fortunate to have grown up in a family where I was always, you know, allowed to do whatever I wanted, regardless of my gender. And, and I've always been acutely aware that this isn't the case in the rest of India. And I think, you know, climbing with my father, it's always been very, very important for us to sort of show families in India that like, hey, look, I think us girls are capable of achieving so much, but we can achieve a whole lot more if our families are supporting us and being pillars of support and strength for us. Um, and so, so through my talks, while of course I do talk about, you know, resilience and, and having that positive frame of mind um, and, uh, you know, making connections with people and how, that, how important that is, I think the most significant message for me personally is, is just inspiring um, other girls, maybe just inspiring a little spark for them to think beyond what they believe their capabilities are, especially when it comes to a field like mountaineering, you know, you often don't, you don't see many other women. Um, so I think that's why it's always just been important for me to, to spread that message and, you know, try and get that out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's the end of the questions from the Dissert team. We'll now hand the time over to Rex for your questions. Hello. Right, so I think, you know, climbing mountains, um, whether it's at the Mount Everest or the Kilimanjaro, together with your father, it's definitely not an easy task. It's definitely not a task that, you know, you could say, let's climb the mountain right now and we can get it there easily. So I would like to ask, how's the training process or how's the planning process like before you decide to go together to climb the mountain? Good. Um... It's a great question. And, uh, you know, oftentimes I think there's a lot of glamour associated, right, with like climbing Mount Everest. And it just almost sounds like, oh, hey, cool, even I want to do this. But I think a lot of the times what people don't realize is how much hard work and thought um, and preparation goes into it. We actually spent two years planning and preparing and training for our Mount Everest expedition. And while people might have done it in less time or, you know, maybe didn't spend as much time preparing, I think both for my father and I, it's always been very, very important to be, um, you know, over-prepared as opposed to under-prepared. Also, you know, with my mom letting half of her family go out on these expeditions, it's always been important for us to show her too that, hey, we're doing everything possible um, to ensure that we're safe when we're out there. Um, so the training itself, say for, for an expedition like Everest specifically, um, we did four practice expeditions and so a high altitude 
clients. And we also then would spend four hours doing intense cardio training while we were, you know, at home. So two hours before office and two hours after office. Um, I, I couldn't really meet a lot of my friends for you know basically um a year before the expedition because i'd be just basically training the entire time um also during the weekends we would go out on long hikes and you know i would um, have a loaded backpack so be carrying about 10 to 15 kgs of weight on a steep uphill climb um and then of course we spent a lot of time actually planning out things like um our equipment you know what route we wanted to take we decided to climb from the north side which is steeper more challenging but we also felt because it's less crowded, um, it's a little bit safer. And also you don't have to cross the Kumbu Ice Fall. So you're, you're, you're spending a lot of time also like thinking about things like logistics other than your physical preparation as well. So yes, there's, there's a lot, a lot um, of planning, preparation and hard work involved. For sure. Yeah, indeed. And I think you were saying something about, you know, up in the mountains, anything can happen anything can change and things can come very unexpectedly so when do when things do come unexpectedly what's your immediate thought or what's your immediate thought process that usually comes to you um so this is actually this is a great question it's something that you definitely have to train for right because um sometimes when when things go wrong your immediate reaction is to be like, oh my God. And I think through, through all of these expeditions, what I've learned is to kind of um, train myself to now approach um, an unexpected situation with sort of um, a calmness and sort of look at it from, you have to remove yourself from the situation and then try and deal with it as fast as possible. So um, a lot of these things can be medical emergencies or, um, storms you know difficult weather conditions um losing something maybe like you know not being able to find your water bottle that that can be like a very serious situation uh when you're out you know for that long but you know you just have to be calm whatever however like small or big the situation is just approaching it with with a sense of calm and and sort of like a a problem solving attitude as opposed to like a, oh my god this sucks i i don't want to do this anymore sort of attitude I think, you know, really sharing your experience, I think, you know, climbing mountain is really just not an easy task at all with so much planning, so much um, uh, thoughts that you need to put through even while you are climbing in the mountains and it's definitely not an easy experience. So, um, I mean, I myself, it's an avid climber as well. And, you know, what advice would you give um, probably to me or other youths out there that, you know, you know, what are some advices you would give if they have this intention to say, you know, I would want to climb up this mountain one day. What are some advices you would give? Um, I would say it's so important to dream big and have goals. And I think that's what really keeps people moving. So dream big, but um, start small. So start, you know, break, break up the process. Don't, don't think that, you know, hey, one day, you know, you decide you want to climb and then the very next day you're going to be out on the expedition. Um, it's it's a slow process. You have to make sure that you're trained. So, you know, you start off with smaller expeditions and then, you know, small at lower heights and you slowly wake your, work your way up to that final goal, whatever it might be. Um, it's a slow process. It's a difficult process, but don't get discouraged. 
um, you know, you know, keep that bigger goal in mind and, and keep working hard. You know, there's, there's no substitute for hard work in, when it comes to anything in, in life and, uh, yeah, dream, dream big and, and work hard to achieve those goals. Start small, break it up into little pieces and, and keep, keep chugging along and, you know, good luck. I'm sure I'm, I'm excited to see what, what you climb. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, having your experience, I think I myself, if I do want to climb mountain, there's really a lot of preparations that I need to take note of. But thank you very much for sharing your your experience uh, with me. Yeah. Uh, Rex, any other questions? Okay, uh, then we end all our interviews with a standard question that we ask everyone. And that is, if you had a piece of advice you would impart to the youth listening, what would that one piece of advice be? So I think I've uh, touched on this a little bit throughout the, the, um, the talk that we've been doing, but dream big, uh, work hard to achieve those dreams. Um, don't give up, don't, don't be discouraged. Take, take um, advantage of all the resources that you have. I think all of you are very, very lucky. You go to um, you know, great schools, you have, access to resources that many kids could only dream of. So make sure that you really, really put those resources to use. Um, you know, use them to, as, a, as a tool to support you in achieving that final goal, whatever it is. And um, I'm sure if you work hard, stay positive and really take the support of your community, um, you all will reach heights much, much higher than Mount Everest. Thanks for listening in. This podcast has been brought to you by Desera, a platform designed to bridge the gap between the youth and professionals. You can read more about us at desera.org. And you can also check out the section titled Insights with Experts, where you can submit your questions that you might have for future experts and industries that you would like to learn more about. And you can also refer in any experts that you might know yourself.